folks, and welcome back to Eddie and Caleb Cast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb, and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Eddie Cornelison at E D D Y C eight five. Follow the show at E C underscore Hero, and check out our Instagram EC, at E C HeroCast and our Gmail EC HeroCast at Gmail dot com. The recording date is Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Eddie is back from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and several parts of Montana. And it is episode 109. Eddie, you've been traveling all over the states. You probably feel like a real Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, I do. Although, I feel more like um, Steve before the uh, injection of human growth hormones and, uh, uh, yeah, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. Uh, I mean, you don't have the traps that I have, so you know. Yeah. Well, also, it was a uh, pretty crappy vacation, if I do say so myself. Yeah. A lot of rain. I mean, a lot of rain. Um, what was the other? Oh, a uh, spending the whole day in the airport. That was always something you want to do when you only have four days. Of course. You use one of them just watching Netflix in the terminal. Nice. And then uh, to cap it off, when you drop off your car, they just throw in an extra $75 fee just to, oh, you didn't drop it off at the same location you picked it up from. Like, they didn't go over that with you? Like, nope. This is literally the first time I've ever heard of that fee because last year when uh, when you and I met, I rented a car in New Orleans and dropped it off in Orlando. There is no different location drop-off fee there, but I don't know. Apparently, uh, Enterprise just wants to screw people, so. Yeah. I, I heard all, I also heard that Enterprise supports the kicking of, uh, puppies as well. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, a bad, a bad vacation. I was, uh, I mean, look, it's always better to be somewhere else than work, but it's, uh, when you're spending that kind of money, it's like, you know, that was a bad return on investment. Yeah, not not a good ROI. You should have bought a hooker. I should have. I mean, yeah. it's funny, at the end, the guy was like, so what do you want to do with about the fee? I'm like, well, I guess I have to pay it. <laughs> like, do I get to choose not to pay it? Like, can I waive the fee? That would be great. Yeah, I'm going to waive the fee. Yeah, like, what do you, yeah. I guess I'll have to pay your stupid fee. So. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're here today to talk about Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, let's see here. Time capsule, July 22nd, 2011. What were you doing around this time? Well, I had to jump forward just a couple months just to get a good wrestling story in. So it was around, uh, let's say October, somewhere in there in the fall. And I was striking out. Uh, pardon me. Do we not have any fall movies this year? Uh, no, this is the it for 2011. <laughs> are you sh- are you serious? Yeah. Really? I thought I have Chronicle listed. At, spoiler for next week's episode. I have Chronicle listed as a 2011 movie as well. I think it was January. Uh, okay. But, well, uh, e- either way. Anyway, I got a story for Chronicle too. But yeah. uh, so yeah, it's um. I'm striking out a lot of different places, uh, trying to get radio jobs. I've come, I've, I've gone over a couple on here. There's, there's several more, but this one was the one that, that really pissed me off because, uh, 
And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, what am I supposed to do like with this? And then it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, I don't really watch wrestling right now, but they have broadcasting. Like, let's try that. And being in 2011, indies, not what they are today. And the closest televised small-time promotion to me was OVW. And I was like, you know, indie wrestlers, It's of course, you got the famous, they drive, you know, five hours for the, the hot dog and a handshake deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, because I emailed the guy. I'm like, I want to do this internship. And he's like, well, we tape on Saturdays and we go back and forth a little bit. I was like, you know, this could actually work. Like, I could Monday through Friday do my job, and then Friday after work, leave, drive down to Louisville. It's only about four hours only, but it's kind of a while. But uh, basically all my paycheck would be going towards gas, food, and hotels and bills. So no spending money. But he said, you know, if things go well, maybe there'll be a spot on. We can hire you on or something. I'm like, okay, we finally got an in. We're finally going to do something you know this will look really good on a resume and then he he's he messaged he's like well you know you want to come down and take a tour of the place and uh we can fill out some paperwork i was like great sounds sounds great uh when when do you want to come down nothing <laughs> i email back like hey i'm still interested what's you know nothing and then like a week later breaking news tna has acquired ovw as a new training facility and I was like, oh, freaking TNA. I'll bet they fired this guy, whoever I was emailing. <laughs> that's that's what I've determined. So if that's what happened, uh, it, it's probably Dixie Carter. She, Thank you. That's exactly who I was going to blame yeah. with Carter. Like, man, that was – and it, it, it it's, again, just another, another close call. And um, – I was like, man, I really thought I had that one, and I was I was willing to drive four hours every week. That's a lot. Actually, it'd be eight hours because I got to drive back. So yeah, it's a lot of driving, and I was willing to do it, but yeah, it's just not in the cards. Shout out Sully, by the way. I know. I was hoping he'd sleep because I really tired him out in the backyard, but so uh, apparently not. I guess while we're rounding out 2011, one notable uh, story I can give you. I was not in the best of shape in 2011. I played football that, uh, you know, all throughout my high school uh, career, I guess you could say. Anyway, my junior year is when I got the most playing time and uh, mostly out of necessity. I'm not going to lie. I was not very um, athletic. But either way, that being said, I do remember one particular game because playing on the line, you know, you're, you have there's a lot of, you know, collision, like, short, you know, short distance collisions, but collisions nonetheless. And there's a lot of them. And I remember one game, uh, probably around week five, so about halfway through the season, I remember losing time to the tune of, like, one whole quarter. Like, I didn't, like, fall down or anything. I wasn't, you know, taken out of the game. Holy, stop! Um, But I can remember, like, oh, hey, I look up, it's third quarter, ten minutes left, so we're about two minutes into the quarter. And then the next thing I remember, look up, six minutes left in the fourth i've been playing the whole time like i must have had my bell rung man that's no good uh... yeah that's the story of what presumably was maybe a mini concussion i don't know oh man well i'll give a spoiler for next week is uh not that they're not that it was an injury but it was 
it's a two-part story for next week, but it was a uh, a rock bottom for me in life. Nah, man, did you, uh, no, never mind. Oh, what? <laughs> I was going to say something stupid. Never mind. No, uh, please hey, say it. Please say it. No, I, I was going to think of something really insensitive, and then I couldn't. Then I'm like, uh, something, something drugs, and then I couldn't figure out a punchline. Couldn't pick one. So, no. No, no, no drugs, but, uh. Just alcohol. Actually, yeah, there was. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. And I'll, uh, man, you know what? I'll get real with it next week. You know, maybe it'll inspire someone. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, and this is going to be dated by the time, uh, hopefully dated in a good way. I recently posted on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, anything, you know, that you could see it on, um, my progress. You saw the before. Oh, yeah. Big as a, big as a house, man. Like Ross, you divided yourself into two people. Yeah, I was not weighing myself around that time, but I know at my heaviest in 2020, so three years after I took that picture, because guys, when you're like medically obese, you don't take a lot of pictures of yourself. But anyway, let's say 306 around that time. Definitely 306 in December 2020 when I finally decided to like take care of myself. But as of April 30th, 2022... So roughly 16 months later, your boy was weighing in at 232 pounds. That is 73 pounds lost. Well, that's very good. Congrats. Good. Well, we're not done yet, man. We got to keep got to keep trimming down. And I'm doing this cut while I'm strength training as well, so it's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh I'm trying to do the same thing and I just keep putting on muscle and it's like, no, I'm I, my well, arms are getting bigger, but my belly's not getting smaller. Like, this is not how I want it. Ooh, so your belly's not getting... That's a problem. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, like yeah. a buff, fat person. So... Well, not quite, but... You're, like, you know what you need to do, and you're going to hate me for saying it, but you got to work on your core. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, I wanted to get some hiking in last week, but, uh, God forbid, we got rain and hotels that won't watch your luggage for you while you go hike the Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. I love the Oregon Trail. I had a chance to see it, and Super 8 yeah. screwed me. You could have died of dysentery. Um, I know. Do you not do cardio at the gym? No, I do. But, okay. I don't know. I'll read some. It's like, no, weightlifting is best for, for weight loss. And it's like, no, it's cardio. So I just go back and forth and never end up losing anything. It's, you got to find a balance. Like, that's what I do. Like, I... We'll lift, like, to the tune. Like, I'll do four, maybe five different lifts, depending on the day. And then I'll do, like, anywhere from four to six miles of cardio. Yeah, I probably got to do more. Yeah, but, yeah. Either way, uh, hey, number one song in July Or just 20- take the HGH from Cap. Dude, yeah, just take <laughs> yeah. Just take some TRT, take something. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, hey, the number one song on July 22nd, 2011. This is a Wayback Machine, man. It's like, holy crap, these guys were popular. Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. <laughs> oh, man. I remember when they, they were, they were, they were hot for about a year. Yeah. Because I remember they did a concert in Columbus the following year because one of my coworkers was like looking on his phone and he started laughing. I was like, what? And he's like, LMFAO played at Nationwide Arena, and they only drew like 8,000 fans. And it was like half, not even half full. 
I was like, oh, it's going down. And uh, that was about the last of their tours that I remember hearing about. Yeah. When we get to the 2015 movies, and I'm sure there's one particular artist that will pop up, uh, I will uh, have a mini rant on this particular guy. But that's like four years from now, so we don't need to worry about that. But yeah, LMFAO sucked at the time. They still suck now. <laughs> Shots is a good song, but that's because of the chorus, which is all Lil John. But that's it. Yeah, that was uh, 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2011, they were big. Uh, yeah, maybe 2009, I don't remember. Well. But yeah. But yeah. Hey, you're champions in wrestling at the time. So I'm going to start on the outside of WWE. In TNA, you had Sting as the world champion. In Ring of Honor, uh, noted asshole Davey Richards. Noted uh, locker room pariah. Man, ROH has something about, like, putting the belt on pariahs, you know? I do. Like, I mean, look at the, the names we've rattled off before. I mean, we're talking, like, freaking Austin Aries. Tyler Black's kind of controversial in in some senses. Um, there are some others on there as well. I suppose. Yeah. Do you know, uh, I had to look this up real quick. Yeah. The OVW champion was Jason Wayne on in July of uh, 2011. This, this is no, this is no disrespect to Rip <laughs> Rogers, but I, I don't think we need to add the uh, Ohio Valley. Uh, well, I had wrestling. to just because of the uh, story. By the way, he would lose it to Nick Dinsmore, Eugene. Eugene, yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, around I'm thinking around what. Let's say Wrestle Kingdom 9, so 2015, we start including the uh, IWGP championship? That could work, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so the world heavyweight champion in WWE, the, the SmackDown belt, was held by Christian at this time for his second run. This was just after Money in the Bank 2011, and that is why at the time the WWE championship was considered vacant, although it had just recently, as of five days before this, been won by CM Punk, who then, quote-unquote, left the company. They were in the middle of a tournament, and, uh, yeah, it was a weird thing. The belt was kind of in flux. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it would be it would go on to be won by John Cena three days later, and then they did a unification at SummerSlam, and, yeah. Well, all righty, man. All right. Hey, uh, so... Uh, let's go start with the critical analysis. All right. Well, critics, 79, fans, 75. Four away okay. from a scorigami. <laughs> uh, that's not what that is, but I love that we still call it that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so budget is... I have never seen a, a budget disputed to this tune before. <laughs> I just used what was on IMDb because it was crazy on wikipedia well yeah uh, okay so i wrote down for i'm assuming this was the median i wrote down the budget of 178.35 what what did wikipedia put up put on there they had 140 140 okay so or, well uh, wikipedia had like 140 to two something to like 210 yeah, yeah it's like so i used imdb which was 140 yeah so that's a profit of 230.6 million uh, well, yeah, the box office three seventy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was two thirty one million. Okay. And then uh two ninety five point three 
for inflation, which puts it at 18 on the list in between Fantastic Four. It couldn't beat that out, huh? And uh, Batman Begins did beat that out. So uh, Chris Evans couldn't beat himself. hey Couldn't beat himself off the list. Um, cast? <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Um, hey, by the way, shout out Neil McDonough as, oh my god, what was this character's name? <laughs> Timothy Dum Dum Duggan. Dude, I love that guy. He was my, you saw Justified, right? Yes. The closeted gay man. Yes, who had his arm chopped off with a machete in, the, in his last episode. It's because he had the uh, the wrist pistol. Yes. That thing was kind of cool. That really was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just a shout-out. Also, shout-out to Dominic Cooper as um, Howard Stark. This was years before he would go on to play Jesse Custer in Preacher. Hmm. Yeah. Good it's... stuff. Yeah, I think we really... Yeah, there's a couple characters worth talking about. Oh, oh, shout out Derek Luke, a.k.a. Booby Jones, from, or yeah, Booby Miles, rather, from uh, Friday Night Lights as well. Yeah. Shout out Sully and his loud-ass bark. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to shut him up. Dude, it's fine. That's what dogs do, my man. It's all good. Sully, stop! Well, who do you want to begin with? Uh... Let's see here. Sebastian Stan is Bucky. Oh, man. Well, he's dead, so we'll never see him again. We'll definitely never see him again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't in it uh, very long. He'll certainly get a bigger role down the line, <laughs> but... Uh, um, oh, well, I'll, I'll throw this in here as my history with the movie. I've only seen this once. And I I remember Bucky was in this, but I forgot that A, his role was this small, and that B, he was actually like the good soldier as the uh, movie began. So I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, he wasn't in it long enough to really make much of an impact, so not, uh, I don't know what else to say about him. Other than, uh, you know, he's turned this small role into uh, quite a career. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite uh, Paul Bettany turning Jarvis into a 13-year tenure as, like, a um, supporting character on a Disney Plus show, but, you know. No, not at all. Have you seen this before, by the way? Uh, this was the second time, and for some reason, like you, I remember Bucky having a lot more to do with the story than he actually did. Okay, so it wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could even argue, like, as far as, like, the impact they made on the movie goes, like, Howard Stark almost had just as much an impact as Bucky Barnes did. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if Bucky was not in any additional Marvel properties uh i don't even think he'd be worth talking about yeah but uh also, yeah. he of course is also by the way uh this was set in 1942 that means tony stark had an old dad uh like, yeah i mean 
a super old dad. I suppose like, that's possible. Let, let's be, let's be, it is possible because, you know, sperm doesn't stop working. But, um, <laughs> let's just say, let's be, let's be okay and say, like, okay, Howard Stark, 25 years old and 42. Tony's not born until, what, 72? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's got a 20 or 55 year old dad at birth. Like, that's old, my man. Well, you know, he had money. Those old guys tend to hook up with younger women. I suppose it's possible. Sure enough. But yeah, yeah. my my grandpa was in World War II. Uh, he was a mechanic, so mm. didn't see any battle. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so that gives you an idea of like the age that someone. Not that Hal Stark was in World War II, but he was kind of a mechanic too. He just didn't yeah. serve. He was a draft dodger. Yeah, he had bone spurs. Uh, for, for no um, draft, but, you know. Yeah. I believe my grandfather was in Korea, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I don't think I had any family in Korea. Um, I had my uncle was at the tail end of Vietnam. He didn't actually go over there. He was in Germany, and then they're like, all right, we're done. Good. Came back home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was... He didn't get drafted either. He and my dad missed the draft. They were brothers, and they uh, they just missed the draft. But he enlisted anyway, and then they went to Germany, and I'm like, okay, we're done with Vietnam, and then he came back, and that was it. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones as Chester Phillips. I really enjoyed him. I did too. It was a, uh, this was a very nice surprise. I remember his character, but I don't remember it being this fun. Uh yeah. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. He's actually, uh, Chester Phillips has my uh, end quote for the uh, episode. I hope it's not the same one I already am going to quote during the review, but. Um, it, it does it. Let's see here. Is it relatively early on in the movie? No. Okay, so no. Okay, good. I thought you'd say Hail Hydra. Uh, no. Um,. If anything, I was going to quote the 1990 movie and be like, congratulations, Heil Hitler. But, um... Yeah, Hydra wasn't way, in that movie. <laughs> go go into the archives and, and watch our Captain America 1990 episode. Yeah, that was, uh... Boy, how things have changed. Absolutely they have. From For... the foam ears or the... Whatever the hell is fake e rubber ears. Dude, not even, like, okay, like, how things have changed for the movies... How things have changed for us. That was episode 19. Yeah. So that came out what like in 2020 for sure. Yeah, we we're probably just getting over the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, maybe no, restaurants we're, were still, open. Yeah, I was going to say like restaurants might have been open with limited capacity, blah blah blah. I was still a fat piece of shit. Um <laughs> Eddie was working at his old company if I'm not mistaken, like no, nope, same job. Oh, okay. Either way, a lot has changed since then. Yeah, a lot has changed, uh, especially yeah. with uh, Captain America. He he never had to fake being carsick. So <laughs> good for him. I wish he had. I wish he had. Yeah, at the very end when he's on that jet, just be like, pull yeah. over. I'm carsick. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Ugh. Good stuff, man. Uh, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. Uh, so I had two thoughts on her. One, 
was it just me or did the romance between her and Captain America just come out of completely nowhere? Uh, yeah, no, I, absolutely nowhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> was it just me? Like they had a negative amount of chemistry. Yes, but she's got to be pretty high on the Jenny Blake standard, I'd imagine. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like we could damn near call this the Peggy Carter standard. I'm going to be honest with you. Ooh, renaming it. We're not going to. No, it's, she was. Look, Peggy had her chance in the 1990 Captain America, and she didn't come through. She was too busy pulling over for sick, pretend car sick Captain America. But she waited for. She should have waited longer than ten years to settle on someone else, man. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, the thanks. character was good. The love interest was meh. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Whereas Mary Jane goes both kind of, both both things kind of suck the character and the lo- the love interest kind of suck. It's like the character's fine, but the love interest the the relationship just isn't there. No, that's fair. I mean, I will grant you it wasn't like it, there wasn't anything as bad as I hunch. <laughs> Don't. There wasn't anything as bad as that, but still not good. Not good. No. I hunch. Yes. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. I mean, Red Skull. Man, Hugo Weaving. Uh, there was a time... I had a, another co-worker who was talking to me about Hugo Weaving once, of all things. He's like, do you think Hugo Weaving's the highest paid actor in Hollywood? He's like, he was in, you know, all of the Lord of the Rings movies and The Hobbit... He's in Captain America, the Matrix trilogy, and V for Vendetta. I was like, damn, maybe he is. <laughs> so, low-key, big-time A-lister, Hugo Weaving. Uh, but as Red Skull, he was great. Uh, I loved the... Hey, he was Megatron. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, yeah. they grossed a lot. They weren't very good, but... Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he... Um, I love the mask reveal. I love when he just tossed the Hugo Weaving face into the fire. That was pretty cool. Um, really, what I would, everything I would want a Red Skull to be, the complete opposite of what we saw in 1990 with not, I don't want to say Red Skull. It was more like guy with, what would he say? He was like a burn victim in the, the original. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, was much better. And Hydra, I, I enjoy a lot better than what we saw earlier with the Nazis. Um, this was uh, <laughs> yeah. this was a lot better way to go. So I was uh, I was good oh, with Hugo wasn't leaving. A weird, like there wasn't a weird face off where like he loses his hand or whatever. Like yeah, I'm trying yeah. to forget the movie, but also try to remember bits and pieces of it. But yeah. Oh, main event time. Uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. What a casting. Yeah, man. He's had a... He's had a rough go on the podcast. I mean, he yeah. had the two Fantastic Fours. He did a voice in TMNT, which was meh. And the Losers. He was a villain and in Scott Bush. Pilgrim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And he was Push as well. Yeah, Push. And... It's just like, maybe, maybe he's just not cut out to be a superhero. 
But yeah. he finally found a role that suits him. This was great. I loved the character development. I love that he he had everything in the beginning except the body, and then they gave it to him, and then he's basically the same personality, um, except he's uh, you know can back up what he says. I loved the part when he had to be a mascot. That was a lot of fun. The action <laughs> scenes were really great. It, this was uh, I, I mean I don't know if this was ever true, but. There was, at one point, a rumor I remember hearing, I doubt it was true, that they were not going to do a Captain America movie because it was too cheesy. And I could see that. It was like it was one of those rumors that's like, probably wasn't true, but it's like, that is believable. Because with the way the Marvel movies look, it's like, God, he is kind of cheesy. But it was good cheesy. And I enjoyed it, and they pulled it off well. It wasn't like super patriotic, preachy... Uh, but it also was like America's still pretty great. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I I liked it. Like you said, great casting. He finally found his calling after several strikeouts. You know. Yeah. Also, uh, just a fair warning to anyone who hasn't seen either of the sequels. If you're listening to this for some reason, um, they get much more darker. Oh, like they? more, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you, you've, seen, you've seen the other two. Come on now. Yep, yep. Like, besides Endgame, some of the darkest stuff that Marvel has done on the big screen has happened in the next two Cap movies, in my opinion. Yeah, not Endgame, no, that's Infinity that's, War, you know what I that's mean. fair. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, excellent. Absolutely excellent. Well, shall we uh, jump into the plot? We may as well. Well, we open in the Arctic. Some sort of frozen ship has been found. They go inside, and they see a frozen Captain America shield. Hmm. And then we cut to Norway in March of 1942... A Nazi general named Johann Schmidt breaks into a church and steals a relic called the Tesseract, which we saw at the end of Thor. Yes, we did. So this makes two appearances for the Tesseract. Yeah, just, and... Just counting because this relic is going to eventually get on my damn nerves. I was going to say, isn't the Tesseract like all over the MCU for quite some time? Yes, we will be joined by the Tesseract for, like, the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a real MacGuffin. Is that the it word? It is. Yeah, MacGuffin. Yeah. So, we cut to New York City, not Springfield, Ohio this time, unfortunately. <laughs> There's a uh, young, scrawny, punky kid. His fam- he's trying to enlist, but his family's got a history of medical issues, and he's denied enrollment to the military. He yeah. later gets beat up at a movie theater. I did like where uh, he tries to use like a garbage can lid as a shield. A little foreshadow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's he's got a lot of fight in him, but he's not very skilled at fighting or very strong. So he is saved by his best friend, Sergeant James Bucky Barnes, who's uh, also shipping out the next day. Same unit that uh, his... Uh, who? Was it his dad? Um, I think. 
Because it's the unit that Steve specifically requested to be in. I thought it was just because of Bucky, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, then they go to celebrate his last night. They go to the Stark Industries World of Tomorrow, where Tony's <laughs> dad is demonstrating like a semi-flying car, which is like, that's better than anything I've seen in 2022, so. Yeah, uh, you're, you're 80 <laughs> years ahead of the game, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Elon has not discovered that yet. No, but... he's too busy buying Twitter. Yeah. Well, you know, flying cars, I mean, people are bad enough driving on ground. <laughs> I don't think we need them in the air. I agree. Uh, well, Steve and Bucky, they continue to argue. Steve's like, oh, I really want to enlist. And they're like, no, don't lie on your application. That's illegal. But someone was listening in. And that person is Dr. <laughs> Abraham Erskine. That kraut. Mm-hmm. By and... the way, I can say kraut. I'm German. So. Okay, that's anyone wants to get, Anyone wants to get offended? Don't. I'm part German, and I'm not offended. Well, I'm also part German, and I said it, so... Okay. Either way. Well, he knows that Steve lied on his application, but he he's uh, still impressed with his gumption. He's like, I want to know if you want to kill Nazis. And Steve's like, oh, I just don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. I like that quote, because uh, it's just a good quote. <laughs> and then the... Uh, so the uh, doctor allows him to enlist... It's a good quote because yeah. it's like selective outrage exists today and it's annoying. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, we cut to a base inside of a mountain and Schmidt is doing an experiment on the Tesseract. So, yeah, he's trying to harness its power. At a boot mm -hmm. camp, we meet Agent Carter and Chester Phillips. So, Captain Britain <laughs> in what if. Yes. What if. But uh, we get like a uh, training. I like that the uh, the guys were like, "Hey, is this the American boot camp or England? Hey. Like, who did I sign up for?" Then she beats hey. the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. That sort of thing. I love the old old timey insults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, the preview for that Elvis movie where the guys like get a haircut, buttercup. <laughs> Like, buttercup. Yeah, gotta... that's not what he's, he did. He he did not say buttercup. <laughs> he why well, he did in the trailer, but it was like no, no. I'm telling you though, like they're dressing that up. There's no way that man said buttercup. That was an insult back then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he might have used the other f word. No, maybe, but that yeah. was an insult back then. Where everybody be like, ooh, yeah. got him, call him a buttercup. We need to bring that back, by the way. Buttercup. Buttercup. We yeah. need to bring back Swell. I love that. Swell. Swell. And you know, Mike, we need Mike. to bring back. We need, and this will take a bit of an effort, but uh, we need to bring back the old college try. Mm-hmm. College try. Yeah. Swell. My yeah. gal. My gal's a good keen. one. I'm mighty keen on you, miss. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, uh, like I said, we get a we get a training montage, and we see that Steve, he is much less sucks. physically gifted than the others. He absolutely sucks in that regard. Yes, but he is he does have more heart, 
And he is smarter. Yeah. He figured out the flagpole deal where you just tip the pole over at the base and no one else could yeah. figure that out. Yeah. So Erskine tells uh, Phillips, he's like, you know, Roger is actually the perfect candidate for this project. And Phillips is like, nah, I want this guy. And I want like, Hodges. Yeah, he's like some big dude. And he's like, he's a soldier. He's got, he's got the luck. Yeah, he's a real Vin- yeah. it was a real Vince McMahon moment about it. Like Luger, Luger and Bret Hart. Um, so Phillips tries a test. He's like, grenade, and just throws a grenade at him. And Steve Rogers is the only one to jump on the grenade. Rogers jumps on the grenade. Hodges hides behind the Jeep. (laughs) And then uh, Chester says something that I'm going to quote later. That cracked me up. All right. Well, uh, so they're like, well, there you go. He is the guy then. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Schmidt has located where Erskine is, so keep that in mind. Get another, Uh-oh. yeah. Agent Carter then takes Steve Rogers to a military base, um, uh, military lab rather. And they strap yeah. him into this table, and Erskine and Stark Senior, they uh, ready the experiment. They fire up this machine, and it works because as Steve Rogers emerges. He's now super buff. Mm-hmm. But he's a hum- yeah, he is. But we do have our congratulations, Heil Hitler moment. As yeah. a there is still a Nazi in this in the room. He's a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he also shoots Erskine the same, just like the original movie. The original movie got that right apparently, where he shoots the doctor who gave the formula he steals one of the super soldier syringes uh steven carter they chase after him down the streets steve's like oh pull the car over i'm sick and <laughs> but uh no he uses we see steve use the car door as a shield so another foreshadow yes the spy tries to escape in a sub but rogers catches him and uh but the spy had like a cyanide pill in his tooth and he He's like, ah, we're Hydra. Cut off one head and two will take its place. Hail Hydra! And that was it. He's dead. Yeah, what a promo. Yeah. It's a good catchphrase. Yeah. He's got to recruit twice as hard. Every guy you recruit, you got to bring in two more. <laughs> so we cut to the Hydra base, and Schmidt has weaponized the Tesseract to... Wait, uh... I'm sorry to interrupt. Is Hydra just a pyramid scheme? <laughs> I think it's like uh, how the elite was a member of Bullet Club. They're just like a subsect, and they're going to break <laughs> out and become even bigger than the original. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, he's weaponized the Tesseract to uh, vaporize people. It's a gun now. So that's <laughs> cool. And it is really cool, actually, yes. Yeah, he's like, now Hydra can grow out of Hitler's shadow. So... There you go. Yeah. It's like when AJ got dethroned from the Bullet Club. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so Phillips and Carter, they want to attack Hydra, and Rogers is on board. So he's, ba- but he is, uh, he's kind of just turned into a goofy military mascot named Captain America. Mm-hmm. He's used to promote mili- uh, promote patriotism and buying war bonds. Yeah, he's essentially Bob Hope. Yeah, pretty much. But he is the star-spangled man with a plan. Yeah, I do like... This was earlier in the movie, but I love the old-timey propaganda films where it's like, even little Jimmy's helping 
uh, get scrap metal. Good for you, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Need to bring back propaganda before movie theater. Before movies. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he's uh, everybody loves him. He he does a corny show and all the people enjoy him. But then he tries one of those trips overseas, and everybody thinks he's a joke. He's like, "Come on, fellows, we're on the same team." And they just throw trash at him. And then they bring up the women and the guys. Um, but Rogers does learn Bucky's squad went missing, so. Uh-oh. He and Carter, they decide to go on a mission uh, to find him at some Hydra base, and they get Senior Stark, I'm just going to call him Senior Stark, to fly him to the base for the rescue mission. You could literally call him Howard Stark. It's, yeah, but but whatever. Whatever floats your goat. All right. Speaking of Howard, I uh, when I was at uh, Entertain Mart in Coeur d'Alene, $5 Howard the Duck DVD. Ugh. I did not buy it. $5 too much, my man. I know. I did not buy it. Good. Um, I bought the Alice in Borderland anime instead. Much better. Uh, Yeah, you seem like the type. Not really a big anime guy, but I love that. Uh, So Captain America enters the base. He frees all the captive prisoners. Schmidt sees Captain America on the uh, security screen, and already he's like, well, we're outmatched. (laughs) (laughs) I already know this isn't going to work. So he sets the base to self-destruct. Captain America then finds Bucky strapped to a table. He frees him. They run into Schmidt. Uh, Captain America, he punches Schmidt in the face, and, like, we see, like, his face shifts a little bit, and there's, like, a big red eye. And uh, this is where he peels off his skin, and he is Red Skull. I like where he's like, you and I are the same. We took the same formula. And Bucky's like, you don't have one of those, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, um, Red Skull's formula was not quite perfected yet. No, it it (laughs) turned his skull red. Yeah, it was like that. It's like when the Russians uh, invented the COVID vaccine like six months after COVID, and it's like everyone took it died. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. He I mean, he lived, but he's not very handsome. No. So he uh, Red Skull and his top scientist escape. Bucky escapes, and Captain America doesn't, and he's reported killed in action. The end. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But no, he's he's there. He shows up with all the prisoners that he freed. But uh, Phillips is like, well, presume killed in action. Tough break. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Captain America is then honored, but he doesn't show. I only mention this because uh, some guy comes out to tell the presenter the captain's not here. We cut to Stan Lee, who's a, dressed as a decorated military general. He's just like, I thought he'd be taller. Nice. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, before that, there was a um, there's a scene where it's after Captain America saves the unit and someone's like, let's hear it for Captain America. And you can see Bucky in the background and he looked a little jealous. Ooh, I like that. I didn't pick yeah. up on that, but that's good. To, I mean, to me anyway, it looked like it's like, oh, Steve's getting the attention right now. What's what's going on? I might have to go back and check that out. I like. I like the the, the, the the subtlety. Yeah. Well, also... Um, oh, wait. I skipped ahead. So, Stark, meanwhile, he does... Uh, 
well, sorry, I'm still skipping ahead. Uh, Captain America he then recruits the team, basically a bunch of the people that he already freed, uh, mm-hmm. to become like his own little unit to go attack Hydra bases. Stark, yeah. meanwhile, does research on a piece of the Tesseract that they found. Also, Peggy Carter is jealous when Steve is kissing some receptionists, which it's like, where did that romance come from? Nowhere. <laughs> That's exact what happened. It's like the the receptionist starts flirting with them and then kisses them, and Peggy's like, huh? Yeah. They, they busy making out. They exchanged kind eyes like twice, and Peggy's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe things were just different in the '40s, and if you were, yeah, you know, talking with someone, you shouldn't be making out with someone else. But I don't know. The receptionist yeah. was hot, so what are you gonna do? I don't know. I think Peggy Carter thought that Steve was keen on her, and that's my gal. Know, wires got crossed. Yeah. So Stark also makes the Captain America shield out of vibranium. I did like, actually, I didn't like where Steve's just like accepting that like yes vibranium this rare metal it's like there's a big backstory to vibranium and we're not even going to touch on it it's just it exists and we're just we're just good with that like yep okay I don't know. i'm not sure I, I mean this was like if you watch the marvel movies in chronological order which we're not doing but this is the first one you can do it on disney they have it all listed there yeah but uh yeah, vibranium, like, is a big part of the MCU, and it's like, this is its introduction. It's like, yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he gets a new uniform and the shield, so very cool. So Captain America and his team, they start attacking and destroying these Hydra bases, and during this montage, we get the Captain America salute gif. You know, he's yeah. standing on a tank, and he's like, just gives a half-hearted salute. I love it. And it was also at this point in the movie when I was like, I saw this in 3D. <laughs> I remembered it just randomly when he threw the shield. I was like, oh, yeah, I did see this in 3D. wasn't worth it, but I remember it. <laughs> so Red Skull is not happy about all the failures. And he, uh, I did like this where this guy's like, he killed all the men. He's like, apparently not. And then just shoots the last guy. <laughs> Captain America and Bucky then storm a train and fight some big dude with, like, a Tesseract gun mounted to his back. Uh, yeah. They manage to defeat him, in the or- but in the ordeal, Bucky falls off the train and is no doubt dead. Yeah, definitely. R.I.P. So, to a real... Mm-hmm. So Zola, Red Skull's top scientist, was on the train. He is captured... Phillips questions him, and he noticed, he's like, hey, you didn't take the cyanide capsule like everyone else. I think it's because you want to live. And Phillips uh, finds out Red Skull's target is going to weapon everywhere. This is his target. Even, like, Berlin was on that list, so. Yeah. So they plan to storm the final Hydra base. We get a uh, cool scene with Captain America on his motorcycle. He does get captured. Uh, but it was all part of the plan because Red Skull is about to kill him when his team storms the base. Red Skull should have just turned and just shot him in the head and yeah. altered history. Absolutely. But, he didn't. Um, but I do love this was the quote I love from Phillips. They shoot some Hydra guy like he just <laughs> the ultimate geek 
jobber just runs down the hallway and he's like, Hail Hydra, when you kill one of us, two take its place. Phillips just shoots him and he's like, Alright, let's go find two more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when like geek jobbers just get owned like that. It's the best. Absolutely. And uh that was good from Phillips. So Red Skull powers up his big super plane, which was the thing that would crash into the Arctic. He is now targeting New York City. He's got bombs over the whole thing, and it's got like labeled of all like New York, LA, yeah, Paris. Wh- why are why are the bombs labeled? <laughs> so you know which one to drop on which city. <laughs> I whatever. I don't know. It's funny. I suppose yes. Well, Captain America he catches up with Phillips and Carter. They give him a lift. He does not get car sick. He jumps on the plane. Uh, but not before giving Carter a kiss. So, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Cap works his way through all the guards, even briefly exiting the plane, and uh, hijacks like a Hydra jet, throws that guy out, flies back into the super plane. It's a pretty cool action scene. Yes. And he finds Red Skull, and the two battle, and Captain America hits Red Skull with the shield. He falls back into the machine that's holding the Tesseract, Red Skull then picks up the Tesseract, and a blue beam just comes down and kills him. Or yeah. teleports him away to another planet where he guards a magical stone. Or if you <laughs> possess it, you must kill someone you love. Either one. Yeah, something one of the two. Yeah, yeah, something happened. One of the two. I did. Yeah. Let me ask, when you watched the movie the first time, did you think he died? Uh, not really, no. I didn't either, but then I was like, well, that was kind of lame. But then, like, we go, like, almost ten years without seeing him. Yeah. And it's like, maybe he did die. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's what killed him, and uh, it was just a lame death. So, anyway, we'll see him in 2019. Yeah, seven, or yeah, eight, or no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, either way. Yeah, eight years later. Yeah. So, anyway, Captain America is piloting the plane. There's no way to safely land the plane because the uh, big energy beam that may have killed Red Skull, like, put a hole in it so it's not flying very well. He's like, well, there's no way to land this thing without uh, detonating the bombs. So Captain America gives a goodbye to Peggy over the radio. So, Lena, there's no autopilot on this. (laughs) That's uh, three years from now. No. No, no, that's that's next year. That's next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's less than a year from now, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. So, uh... They make a date over the radio, like, oh, I'll be there at 8 o'clock, we'll go dancing, or whatever people yep. in the 40s do. Yeah, they're gonna do, uh, they're gonna have some, they're gonna do some dances, and then uh, later they're gonna do some heavy petting. Ooh, maybe hold yeah. hands. They, they might, they might. <laughs> you think they would get to holding hands on the first date? That's pretty intense. Uh, it is. I do love the... Uh, there, so it's possible. If you watch, like, the old Nick at Night when they showed shows in the 60s, they would do that. Like, oh, did you hear uh, so-and-so? Or they're holding hands. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> watch out. Um, so Stark, he uh, uses a... Uh, oh, yeah, he crashes the plane into the Arctic. Stark uses a uh, robot to pull out the Tesseract, but there's no sign of Captain America. Then we cut to Steve Rogers waking up in a hospital, which is, looks like it was from the 1940s. 
I could have sworn yep. this was the post-credit scene, but it was not. I thought it was too. There yeah. was no post-credit scene, if I'm not mistaken. There was. It was lame. Oh, uh, okay. So Disney Plus just kind of screwed me then. Maybe. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, that's it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I could watch Winter Soldier. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, he's he wakes up in the hospital. There's a radio broadcasting a baseball game. And this nurse walks in. He's like, "Where am yeah. I? And who are you?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I was at that game, so I can't yeah. be this here." We, uh, yeah. This is when we figured out that uh, Steve Rogers is a big uh, baseball fan. Yeah, Brooklyn Dodgers. So it's gonna be a real rude awakening when he realizes they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Or they they do. They just don't play in Brooklyn. But, uh, yeah, he comes out the door, and it's like it's a set piece, and he's very confused. He runs out the building. He's in Times Square, modern day, and he's just like, oh, where? This is not the New York I remember. A bunch of SUVs pull up, along with Nick Fury, and he says, you know, sorry about the theatrics, but uh, we wanted to break the news to you very slowly. He's like, what news? He's like, well, you've been asleep for nearly 70 years. He's like, you going to be okay? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess, but I had a date. And <laughs> roll credits. But after the credits, we get the message that Captain America will return in the Avengers. Oh. And uh, our post credit scene, we have Steve Rogers. He's punching a punching bag. And Nick Fury comes in. He's like, you know, uh... He's like, oh, you got a mission for me, boss? He's like, oh, yeah, we're trying to save the world. And then we cut to a trailer for the Avengers. Cool to see a trailer, but uh, kind of a lazy post credit scene. Just throwing in a trailer. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what Spider-Man did, but go off. But they had another post credit scene, too, so. Yeah. They at least had two. If, you're gonna, if, yeah. if one's going to be a trailer, you got to have another one. But yeah, I this was essentially a trailer for the Avengers, so... Damn, Avengers, coming up. It just feels like yeah, yesterday we're... we were doing Superman 3. Yeah, exactly, with Ross Webster and Richard Pryor. <laughs> now we've graduated to the very big times. The MCU. Yes, absolutely. The final so... MCU Phase 1 movie, too. Jesus. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are we going to rate this, Ed? I am going to go with a uh, I'm going to go with a 7. Matching 7. We got a scoregami here, man. Hell yes. So, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a good setup for uh for Captain America. I mean, not I mean it had it was fun. You had some cheesiness with the mascot. I like that they. I actually like that they introduced him with the mascot, and that they really didn't plan on this being anything serious. And then he took it into his own hands to, you know, make it, you know, serious. So I like that transition. The love story didn't really work for me. No. The action was good. Um, could have used maybe just a teeny bit more Cap versus Red Skull. There wasn't a lot of it. Um, I know that Red Skull comes back, but uh, that end fight was between him was a little lame. And, I mean, it's fine because I know the payoff, but at, if I'm just grading this particular movie, it's like, well, that Which was is lame. Well, like, he didn't, like, he just vanished. What the hell was that? So, yeah. Um, 
In 2011, I did not know Red Skull would return in eight years, so I have to grade it as what I see. So, yeah, yeah, uh, go with a seven. But uh, it's a good score. I mean, nothing wrong. No, with it seven. is. This is a respectable film, and just for a, a reference here, since Iron Man with the MCU movies, uh, we went nine and eight and a half on Iron Man. We went seven and a half and eight on the Incredible Hulk. We went. Let's see here. Iron Man 2, 8.5, and, and a 7.5, and, and Simon gave it a 6. Mm-hmm. And Thor, let's see here. 7.5. And, and, and an 8. And then matching 7. So, not a bad showing, but, you know, from what we've given it, our worst scores so far, but, you know, 7 and a 7, that's not bad. Yeah, I'll look. We- God, we had Green Lantern last week, so I'll take a yeah. uh, a seven over that uh, any yeah. day. And uh, yeah, we got uh, Avengers, like I said, coming up real quick. It's uh, three weeks. Three from weeks. Now. From... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> next week isn't a trap game. Next next week, uh, maybe a sleeper. I've never actually seen this movie before. We mentioned it before, Chronicle. And you can watch this for free, well, with a subscription, of course, for free on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, for the next, uh, let's do some Mike Francesa Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, six weeks. We got we got a hell of a run coming up on uh, some fun movies. Yeah, Chronicle, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. The Avengers, Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knight Rises, and Dread. Hell yeah, we got a lot of... But then we go, you know, the yin-yang. We go into quite a slump after that. Yeah, and we will... Jesus Christ, we do, man. Uh, You didn't... Is that your first time looking at that? uh, Going that far into it and seeing like, oh, it's like four weeks in a row where it's like, oh, this is going to be a grit your teeth and watch thing. Um, there's, folks, there, there is an oasis in that desert, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Exactly. Yeah, that that's long down the road. We thank you for listening. Uh, also check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And to quote one Chester Phillips, <laughs> he's still skinny. We're all living in America.
Chantakla. <lacht>